Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 264. Yeah. You uh I feel like I feel like you're coming in deeper, but like a little bit lower energy too. Like I'm coming in like, whoa. No, I'm, I'm, like, I'm alive. I, I got a lot. No, no. This episode 60. This no no. I, I wanna, you know, just welcome everyone. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. Now, this the greatest <laughs> podcast in the world that you're listening to at this moment. At least the greatest reselling podcast that you're listening to at this moment. No, not at, no, just the greatest. Oh, for sure. I, I'm asserting myself. Yeah. Our podcast. Oh, so well, thank you. I'm glad you think that about us. Hopefully, our <laughs> listeners do too. Well, here we go. What are what are we uh, talking about? Okay, today? so maybe not after this episode, but you know, for a long time. I've been seeing a lot of things in the reselling space, in the in the YouTube reselling influencer space, and and Mike and I, hopefully by now you've caught that we're not big on drama. Like we have enough drama going on in our own lives, uh, and you know there's other spheres of of this world where there's drama that Mike and I, you know, we agree and disagree with things, but you know we've always kept it to reselling, right? And so this episode, we're not going to do anything different, but keep it to reselling. But we thought we should let you guys know what reselling influencers don't tell you. Yeah, that's right. Like one of the hard parts is in any industry, there's going to be the people who are scammy. There's going to be the people who are um, maybe they're they're legitimate people, but they they're trying to they're trying to sell something. Right. Maybe it's themselves. And so they're always putting things in a very positive light. And we know this is about social media in general, right? Like social media, there's two types of people. Like I think there's a small minority of people who just want to put like every possible negative thing in their life on social media because they want like sympathy. Um, but I think more people than that, like just try and put like their highlights, right? Like, look, I'm on vacation. Look, I'm eating this food. Look, I'm, and all you see is the great things in their life. And if all you look at is that it, it, it can be really hard. And so the same thing is true with reselling is a lot of times people will look to reselling influencers, reselling YouTubers, and they see this like projection that's put out about either one, what reselling is or how great this person is in, in every aspect of reselling. And it's not always the whole story. And what it can do is it can lead a lot of people to be frustrated. A lot of people can like look at their own reselling journey and think like, man, like why, why am I not like this? Or, um, you know, these people seem they bought this house and I, I, I can't. And, and, and it's not always the full story. And so we want to get down to uh, some of the things that these influencers aren't necessarily s- telling you what isn't always upfront, kind of the behind the scenes of reselling and even the, the influencer world. Before we get started, I do want to talk about our buy me a coffee virtual oh, meetup. Oh man, are we really going to? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. We might as well knock that one out of the way. But All but right. see, but we do this because... That sounds super, it sounded super sketch. Like <laughs> we're going to talk about how, how bad some of these influencers are going to be. So if you want to support us... Right. Yeah, but we're just listen, five bucks a month. Well, that's and, and, and okay. again, that's that's for our buy me a coffee. And so if you don't know, uh, all of our stuff is free. Like we don't charge for any of our content. Yeah, even if no one did buy me a coffee, we'd still be Yeah, our bit. stuff is free. So buy me a coffee, we're not giving any free like extra content. Like some people do like put stuff behind a paywall, and that's fine. I don't have anything. If you've got something valuable, yeah, absolutely sell it. But um what we do want to do is we have a, a group of people who continually support PRSL Podcast and they say, hey, what you're doing with PRSL Podcast, it's providing us entertainment, it's providing us some value, whatever it is. 
and there's people who donate to the show. And because of that, we can really keep the show going. And so we like to meet up with these people like once a month or every so often and just do like a Zoom get together. So it's not like here's extra content. Here's the real secrets for reselling. But it's just a chance to hang out with people. Uh, so if you are a, a, a listener of PSL podcast, you've been listening for a while and you're a supporter of us, we would love to actually meet with you and have a chance to talk with you and see how you know things are going with you and answer questions you might have. And we might actually have questions for you about like how you do things because we're a community here. So um, yeah, we've got an upcoming meetup on Wednesday at what time do we say? I believe it's usually five o'clock, right? That works for you. Yeah, I think five o'clock is probably okay. good. So, uh, and it's usually about a half hour of just hanging out with with those people. So if it's you, a Zoom meeting, by the way. Yeah, Zoom meeting. So if you are already a supporter, you'll be getting the link here pretty soon. Yeah, it has to be a membership though. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the key thing. Yeah. So if you were just a one time, like you just gave us like two bucks one time, like you don't show up in the list of people we can send stuff out to. So um, it's that's just why. But if you have a monthly subscription or you paid for like a year of like just supporting us, then um, we'd love to hang out with you. So uh, we're looking forward to that this coming Wednesday at five o'clock. And if you haven't signed up yet, it's buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. There's a link below. And uh, we always were grateful for any kind of support because yes, PHP would continue, but it makes things a little bit easier uh, when we're not, you know, sacrificing a lot of time and then we'll put ourselves in a bind because we can't take care of a lot of things. So, yep. Yep. so again, buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Look forward to the 27th. Uh, we'll be probably sending a message via buy me a coffee, uh, probably the, the, the day before with the zoom info and we hope to catch you there. Yep. All right. So before we begin this episode on what reselling influencers don't tell you, I want to make sure we understand that I'm speaking generalities. Now, some of the things I bring up may put somebody on your mind. You might think of somebody you're following or or something that just happened with somebody or, or you know, th these may fit certain categories, certain people. I'm speaking in generalities. I think the reason Mike and I can speak on authority on this is because this is, we're, what are we, year four and a half or something? Yeah. And our world is completely different. The way I see things, I, I I'll never forget before doing the podcast, you know, I'd been following a lot of resellers on YouTube, watching a lot of videos, and I had certain, I guess, expectations, right? And then, you know, after a year or two getting to know a lot of people, met a lot of amazing resellers, got a lot of info. Everyone that we've had on this podcast is better in person and is far more than you see on the YouTube. I can say that with certainty, a lot of these people, I, I, I personally text back and forth every once in a while. I have phone calls with these individuals. And so I, I want to let you know we're speaking in generality. So you may say, hey, I see this, blah, blah. I, I get it. I get it. We're just we're not trying to directly point to anybody. But always feel free to leave us comments if there's anything that we miss or anything. You're like, yeah, I kind of see this trend happening. We always love to hear for you, all, from you. And we always love the engagement. All right. So the first one, this is an easy one because I, I think I see this all the time and I see this is not only just re reselling. I see it like with, you know, whether it be shirt printing or I see it in crypto or stock trading or day trading. There's always this line. This is so easy. Anyone can do it. And I think that is false. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we're really big that that reselling is a very powerful tool. Uh, it's a method that many people can use to become successful, to make a little bit extra money, to go full time if they want to. But one of the problems is 
everybody wants to sell the easy dream because a lot of people, I mean, it's the same thing with things like diet and stuff like that. Like everybody wants the quick fix. Like if I could just take this one pill, if I could just do this like 10 sit-ups twice a day and then I'm going to have a six pack, like whatever it is. And and those things sell because that's what people want to hear. I mean, people have itchy ears. They want to hear the things that they want to hear. So if, if they're like looking for more money and they can, you know, see somebody that's like make $10,000 in a month, but it, it's very appealing to a lot of people. Um, but the problem is, a lot of that is is presenting this idea that it's it's easy. It's something that everybody can do in with with very little or minimal effort, and that's not the reality. And the reality in reselling is it is possible, but it also takes a lot of hard work. Not everybody is suited for this. Uh, not everybody is willing to put in the hours of research, the education that that is required, the amount of work that's not necessarily scheduled work. Like you have to focus on your own time and say. I need to make sure I'm outsourcing and then I need to listen. And do I know when the post office is going to close? Am I going to get things posted in time? I don't know how to ship these types of items. Am I willing to learn how to do that? And if you're just, you know, looking on a YouTube video and you're like, hey, look, this person, they just go to a thrift store like one time and they made thousands of dollars. Like I can do that too. Well, I mean, I've been reselling for a long time and I've had some great hauls, but for every one great haul, there's 10 to 15 hauls that are eh, okay or maybe nothing. And so you've got to be careful when you see that because it makes it think that like, all I have to do is walk into a thrift store, go to a garage sale and I'm going to be pulling in money. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, I hear it all the time. I, I see it on TikTok a lot because every new social media platform, right? All the, the core sellers show up and we'll talk about that later on, but you know, it, it's not as easy as just having the eBay app. Now the access to it is easy, but the work to get to a place where you're consistently selling, that's where the difficulty lies. Right. And so it requires a lot of work. It requires being consistent, whether it be garage sales, whether it be thrift stores, you're doing Amazon. It's being consistent about doing retail arbitrage or uh, contacting wholesalers, uh, finding a private label. Like all those things take a lot of work. And I, I would say not everyone is capable of doing that work, not just because they're maybe lazy, but because of life restrictions. Right. Because. Mm -hmm. You know, they be married. They might be married with five to ten kids, or they work in a profession that is salaried, and so they have a lot of work to do. Doesn't mean you shouldn't try, but I would say if you're new and you're not finding, you know, it's successful right away, don't be disappointed with yourself because of all the other life circumstances. Now, if you look back and all you're doing is spending eight hours playing, you know, whatever it is, Call of Duty or whatever it is, well, maybe that's that's what's hindering you, but there may be a lot of restrictions that is not allowing you to do everything you want. So don't believe the thing that it's, Hey, every, everyone can do this. For example, the knowledge thing, you just talked about the knowledge thing. You know, you see a lot of YouTubers, they do this thing. I'm going to take this store from this place to this place. Right. And I, I've thought about doing that at one point in time. And I was like, yeah, it, it's kind of, it could be a little bit disingenuous. The reason I say that is, you know, I true I truly do believe like I could drop off Mike at a store with nothing and say, Mike, you have twenty dollars to work with, and within a month you gotta make that twenty dollars into a thousand. I think Mike could do it. I could think he he could far be that. I don't think it'd be difficult. But that's because Mike has been doing this for you know almost four years now, right? He has a lot more knowledge. I know myself, you can take me to any store. As far as a thrift store or, you know, send me some garage sales or whatever retail arbitrage and I could find profitable items. But that's because I've been doing this for a while. Right. So the new person, it's very overwhelming and it takes a lot and it requires a lot of grit 
the ability to persevere despite challenges. So don't believe the hype. I think, you know, the easy thing is for a YouTube influencer or somebody on Instagram or TikTok is to say, everyone, anyone can do this. Let me show you how easy it is. <laughs> Go to my link. And then the then you'll understand that everyone can do it unless you are mentored by that person or you join the discord or you take a course. And we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, very good. Um, the next thing, this is a really big thing. A lot of times influencers and, and people on Instagram and TikTok and all these things like to post numbers. They like to put, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with saying like, here's how much I'm, I'm doing. Here's how much I'm growing. Like I'm proud of this or uh, as an encouragement. But a lot of times these numbers aren't telling the whole story. And a lot of times they're being manipulated to only show one story, right? Like it's, it's, here's the narrative. Here's how much money I'm making. Look, I bought, I, 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 I've made $10,000 this week in Amazon FBA or on you know, eBay. Real quick. I saw you could, you could like do some coding where you can like manipulate the pages. Interesting. Like I've seen that happen a lot with well, like I mean, Shopify. Yeah. I mean, there's like more than just that, even you could just Photoshop stuff. So, I mean, there's definitely ways you can do that, man. You gotta stop interrupting me, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. I just want to bring on. that up. I was just blown away because I like I understand you you're talking about people show large numbers and here's the ten thousand dollars I made, blah, blah, blah. That's what you're saying. But I was fascinated when I saw this and they went into like the inspect element or something, right? Click mm. and they're going into the code and they change like somebody's number from like selling ten thousand to selling a million. I'm like, okay. whoa, like that could happen with eBay. That could happen with Amazon. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always going to be people who can Photoshop stuff and things like that. Uh, but when you're looking at numbers, when you're looking at the numbers that an Instagram person is putting up or somebody is putting up on YouTube, it's not always telling you the entire story, right? They're, they're trying to show you one aspect of the story. And what you got to consider is there's a lot going on. They can say, look, I had a $10,000 a week on Amazon or eBay. But what they're not showing you is, well, to get that, my, my cost of goods was you know, 400. And I also had to pay, you know, $250 in shipping and my fees were $120. And um, I also did some paid per click and promoted listings. And so my actual profit of that $10,000 is like $250, right? That looks very different than, Hey, I have a $10,000 a week to $250 net, right? Like those two things are very, very different. And then there's also other things that are involved. How much time did it take? How much how much driving, how much gas, how much electricity was involved in picture. Like, oh, there's so many hidden costs that uh, that go into things that aren't always shown. And what it reminds me of is it's kind of like the opposite end of like when a, a company is trying to advertise something. And like, I think hotels are the worst at this or like uh, travel stuff is when something says, hey, like our it's only $29.99 a night to stay in our hotel. And you're like, man, that's amazing. And so then like you actually go to pay for it. And then it's and then there's the taxes. And the taxes are, well, the room is actually worth $200 a night. We're, we're giving it to you for 29, but you got to pay the tax on the 200. And then there's a resort fee and the resort fee is $34 a night. And then there's, you know, a parking of, you know, $10 a night. So when it comes down to the $29 a night for this, you know, maybe you're going to Vegas, like, that's such a good deal. You end up in paying $150 a night for the room, yeah, right? It's I like it was, yeah. the, the number they're showing you and it technically it's not false advertising. It's like, well, we're giving you the room price. We didn't include all the fees and all the other stuff. And so it, you almost feel like, wait a minute, I, I feel like I'm being lied to. I almost got tricked into like, wow, this is such a good deal here. And the opposite is when people show you, here's my gross numbers without showing you all the things that go into it. Now, gross numbers, if you're, if I show consistently like, Hey, the last six months, my gross numbers were this. And then over the next three months, I've really worked on improving and the gross numbers doubled 
Well, that could be telling a story, right? So there's definitely some value into looking at those numbers, but just the gross number of here's how much I've made 90 day total on eBay is not the whole story. So don't be disheartened because I know personally people who have 90 day total significantly higher than me, but their net income is lower. So you can have a lower 90 day total and a higher profit in your pocket than somebody who has a higher 90 day total and uh, is actually not making quite as much. So let me give you two examples just to expound on what you're saying. So let's say you see a 90 day total on this $10,000. Okay. So there are some people that do retail arbitrage on eBay and they make $10,000 a month. Their cost of goods, maybe 50%. So 5,000 before the fees. So let's say you throw in 10%, right? Okay. In fees, right? That's another thousand. So we're talking about 4,000 in profit. Then we haven't talked about the shipping. So let's say it's I don't know, $500 of shipping, right? So we're already down, okay, down to $3,500 out of that 10000 Or you go to the other person that goes to the bins and their cost of good may be $1,000, right? And their shipping is 500 and they have the same amount of fees, right? If you do the math, it's far more net profit than the person that does retail arbitrage. And that's why you can't depend on those numbers. Or there's individuals that charge a ton of shipping on everything that they ship because they do hard goods, right? So they may have a $10,000 number. They may have an astronomical number, but it could be that half of that goes to shipping, right? Where there's other individual that they end up, you know, charging shipping and they just sell clothing and their shipping may only be $4 in comparison to the person that spends $100 on shipping out hard goods. Also on the Amazon side, I know some Amazon resellers that they, they're million dollar sellers a year, but they've told me that their net is only 10 to 15%, which is great. That's a hundred to $150,000. That is a six figure net profit seller. That's great. Right. But to get to that million dollar in Amazon sales takes a lot of work and it all depends. Now, not everybody's 10%. I know for myself on Amazon, for me, it's about 60 to 70% take home when I, when I, you know, hit Q4. And so if I ever throw out a number uh, that's really nice, which I personally don't like sharing numbers. I think this is the only profession that like, you know, teachers don't share salary. At least I don't, we wouldn't do it on YouTube, right? You might do it in like the, at the lunch table or something, but you know, and the reason being is I, I like to keep my life private and, and I want to, I don't want to sell it. I'm not here to sell a dream. I don't need to verify myself to sell you courses. You want to listen to the podcast? You want help? You can listen either way, right? There, there's, there's a tried and true uh, method to what we do as a podcast because we've been doing this for four years. And unless we're living a fanciful dream that we're resellers, you see us day in and day out on social media. So be aware of those 90 day numbers, those 30 day Amazon totals, because they don't tell the whole story. Yeah. And and to be fair, I mean, there, there are reasons why, because this is a business, right? So one of the reasons people share those numbers is they're not looking at this like, hey, this is my salary. Like I work, I have a coworker and maybe I'm making more than them or less than them, as opposed to like, Hey, a business, business is usually, especially if they're public, they're giving all those numbers. They want to show, am I being successful as a business, right? So there is definitely a difference in saying like, hey, my business is bringing in this much money and my business is growing. That puts validity into your business. It lets people know like, hey, like this is a business I could support or or this manager of the business obviously knows what they're doing. So I think there is reasons why you would you'd share numbers. It does give some validity to what you're saying. Uh, but um, yeah, again, those numbers can easily be manipulated. So easy. So easy. I'm, I'm just thinking about certain years where I could have been like, yeah, I sold, you know, $80,000 one item 
And okay, but the item ended up costing me, you know, 50,000 of the 80,000. And then Amazon took out the fees. And actually, I only made like $10,000 on that item, right? So you got to be careful. Now, this one, I don't know. Hopefully, we don't catch you, but I'll, I'll be the uh, I'll be the other side on this one. Okay. So there's a difference between somebody being a full-time reseller and a full-time breadwinner, right? Because I hear it all the time. People are like, I am a full-time reseller. So you're like, wow, this person is full-time. They're able to take care of all their bills, their medical insurance. You know, they're able to get their kids to through private school. They're able to do what you go down the list. But the reality is that person, if you really looked into what they're doing, it's they're a full-time reseller because maybe their partner is has another job. And that partner covers the medical insurance, their partner covers some of the other bills. You know, they they, they have a very different economic situation where a full-time breadwinner, okay, and there are a lot of YouTube influencers that do this, like this is their sole income, right? If it wasn't for them, the bills would not be paid. They couldn't take care of their families. There's a huge difference. And so, you know, I get irked a little bit when I hear people say, hey, I'm a full-time reseller. But the reality is, if they weren't getting sales, they'll, they still would be okay. I know for myself, if sales stopped, I'm going to be in a tough situation. Yeah. And, and on the other side of that, because I kind of disagree, I, I kind of feel like, and I, I do think there's validity there with saying, if you're presenting it as, look, you can you can have everything I have if you're a reseller, but then that's only paying for half of the stuff of everything, then that's being disingenuous. However, we wouldn't do this with any other job, right? Like if I'm a teacher and somebody else is a plumber, like my partner is, Oh, I see your point. Right. Like I wouldn't say like, you know, when my wife was a marketing person, I wouldn't say like, well, I'm not a full-time teacher because I don't cover all the (laughs) bills. Right. Like that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm bringing to the family, what a full-time salary would bring. Uh, so the thing is, I wouldn't say like, hey, you can have this lifestyle on a full-time teacher salary because I also have another income that's helping with this lifestyle that we have. Um, so I, I I don't think it's fair to to knock somebody for being a full-time reseller if they're putting I'm in... I'm not trying to knock anybody. No, no, no I'm I know. But, be real. but I, in the community, though, there are people who will basically say, you're not a full-time reseller because there's more money coming into your house besides reselling. And it's like, well, that's not fair because the reality is there are people who have you know, both spouse work and different careers. Neither one of them are not full time because there's more money coming into the house. I think where it gets disingenuous is if you try and make it seem like you could afford this lifestyle on a reselling life if that's not how you're paying for it. But I think there is like almost an elitism of, oh, you have your your husband works or your wife works. And that's why you're not a real full time seller. It's like, well, if that person is bringing in full time salary and they're working full time, they are absolutely a full time reseller. No, I I agree with that, but I have I have seen it with a lot of YouTube influencers where it's like I'm a full time reseller, and then they then you see the follow up video like two years later I quit because, and I'm like oh so are you are you homeless did you get a job it's like oh no I was able to quit because you know as a result of of you know my partner doing this or my partner doing that I was able to quit right and and the reason i say this is because there are a lot of people that get into becoming full-time resellers and they don't understand that their back is against the wall in comparison to the youtube influencers that they're watching not being fully revealing about the details of everything and instead they're like oh if that person can do it i can do it but they didn't understand that that individual had a lot of outside help helping them resell right i mean i even think of like single parents like being a single full-time reseller with kids, 
it's a lot, a lot of work where if you're in a home and both parents are there and you have a family support and everything, then, yeah, I think it's doable. But, you know, being a single parent, raising kids, you know, shout out to you to those people that are doing that. That takes a lot of work. So I just wanted to be clear about that. Very good. Um, The next thing is this is a big one. A lot of times kind of going along with that idea, we are very big on Pierce podcast. If you should have other forms of income, like reselling should be a tool that you use so that you can start getting into real estate or buying stocks or like finding other ways to make money, starting another company. Um, it, it's, it's best if you're doing that. But one of the things that's hard is a lot of times really popular influencers. So we have the podcast, but you know, we don't monetize the podcast the way we could. Like we don't sell courses or anything like that. But on YouTube, you know, we, we have a little bit of money that comes in and we get sponsorships every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while on the, on the podcast, we get some sponsorships and on YouTube it's, it's, we, our videos, Compared to our, our our podcast, we do not get nearly as many. Like we might get seven hundred views on a on a YouTube video, and we're getting you know several thousand on the the a podcast. Right, like five, six, seven thousand downloads on that same podcast where we get seven hundred listens. But even with seven hundred views on a YouTube video, it's like all right, this YouTube video at seven hundred views made fifteen or twenty bucks, right, or whatever it, the amount of money that we make on a, a video. But then I do start doing the math and I'm like, okay, and, and it is pretty linear based off of the, the CPM, how we're getting paid. And I look, okay, the people who get 7,000 views, they'd be making $200 a video. The people who are getting 70,000 views, they'd be making $2,000 a video, right? And you start to see like, wait a minute, there are some resellers who their videos, they're putting out videos that are getting 10, 20, 30,000 views or more, 100,000 views. Which every, is great. Yeah, We're no, not dissing it. We're just trying no, to be absolutely. real about it. So, if they're monetized, which a lot of them are, they might all of them are. they might be going from as opposed to making twenty dollars a video, they might be making over a thousand dollars for one video plus the affiliate links that they have attached, other things like that. So when you look at, hey, I went out and it was crazy. Like I spent a thousand dollars buying this like lot of stuff, and I'm going to be able to, you know, I took a huge risk buying this lot, and I'm going to show you all the things I got, and and then they do this and they flip it and they make some money on it. Well, that video is going to more than pay for that lot of things, right? So. It, it, it's tough when you're trying to say, now you should go out and spend a thousand dollars to do this when the reality is they're getting paid. And if it was a bus of like, oh, you you know, don't buy these types of pallets. It was, it didn't work. Right. Well, they end up being okay. Cause they're going to actually end up still profiting off of making that video on time and energy and marketing went into it. They had to build that audience. But the hard part is if you're watching that, if you're watching an influencer who's really, really popular and you see like, look at how much money they make reselling, not realizing that they might actually be making twice to three times as much or more on the YouTube video or on affiliate links than they are on the actual reselling. And you realize the reselling is actually the pro like them teaching reselling or showing reselling is the product that they're selling, not even the thing that they're sourcing and selling. So you've got to be careful because um, of course, when you get to that level, it's very much, I need likes. I need people watching the video. Well, how do I do that? Big, crazy videos. Like, look at this $10,000 item that I picked up and I was able to well, when when you can do those things and get huge likes and views um, and you're getting paid for it, it's easier, but it's hard because I would never suggest somebody who doesn't, you're not going to get paid whether or not you fail because you're going to make a bunch of money making a video on it. So you've got to be careful because a lot of the influencers are making money. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. They've worked very hard to build an audience. They're selling but You got to be careful on your end yep. not to fall into the fantasy of like, well, if this person is doing this, then they must be okay. For example, I've said this before. I've seen reselling influencers making, you know, they're they're buying stuff for like a quarter and selling it for like ten dollars, right? And in the end, they're making maybe a, a dollar or two. And so, like half of their videos, like, oh, I found this and I sold this, and I'm like, yeah, you're a full time reseller, but 
you're not making a living because of what you're selling on eBay. You're making a living based on your YouTube hits. Now, a lot of the YouTube influencers out there, they are honest and they're candid and they're transparent about that. And that's fine. But when they're not is when it's a problem, because then you have a bunch of individuals that watch that. They go and they source mugs or they source, you know, stuffed animals and they source, you know, items that there's really not that much profit. And then after a month, they're like, wow, I'm not making that much money. Right. Or, you know, we talked about this in our previous podcast about why resellers quit. If you want to hit the link up here, <laughs> I'm waiting for the day of Mike gets to it. You can put them in, too. Uh, I you can put them is, in after they're even facts, up. facts. I could and I should. And so this was a, a minute 28. Okay. I'll remember that. And so what ends up happening is their, their back is against the wall. And now they're like, what? I thought this person was making it. Why am I not making it? And it's because there's that other part of the equation that you missed. There's also this other part of the equation. And I, I don't think this, this is talked about a lot is that there's a re so Mike and I, you know, we get this question a lot. Like, why aren't your stores public? Right. And and our, there's several reasons. A uh, couple of the easy ones is one. Mike and I always feel that one day. Well, I, at least I feel that one day I may get doxxed. And so I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't want my store getting ruined because, you know, there's some trolls that are unhappy with me and blah, blah, blah. OK, the other one. And it's happened. I mean, I, I can, there's some big resellers out there who've had their stores been, you know, hijacked. OK, the other reason is. I want to be legitimate in, in what I do. And I also like having higher dollar sales. And so this is what I mean. So I do sell stuff on Instagram sometimes. Last, I had that Disney haul and I had a lot of people hit me up in DMs and I sold a lot of stuff via Instagram. But it's also awkward when I sell to people that are followers because I won't give a lower price. Right. And it's kind of it's kind of like this idea of. You know, I have this awkward, you know, scenario. Somebody's like, hey, you know, can I get that off of you? And I, I throw them a price and then people are like, uh, and it was maybe some of you have. And they're like, uh, you know, what? maybe not. <laughs> and that's an, that's one of the reasons, because I need this to take care of my family. So I can't offer deals. But if I was a if we were huge YouTube influencers and we're making all our money on YouTube, it's OK. Cutting a deal. No big deal. Right. Because that's not where my income is coming from. Right. And what, what we know, and I know this personally because we know a lot, a lot of YouTube peeps, is that most of their sales on eBay come from followers, come from their huge following, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if you're watching this, you're like, wow, this person's having so many sales. You got to see why they're having sales. Is that because, you know, all their followers are, are seeing their haul and then they're going to their eBay store and they're buying from there? Yeah, right. I've seen I've seen that happen a lot of times, like some of the really big and we have a good size Instagram following. But again, yeah, we're not one of the things is we pick up like, you know, you pick up a Randy random Disney shirt, like somebody in our following might not be looking for that. But if you're like, hey, I just bought out this, you know, Nike store, I just bought out this, you know, whatever this this palette and I've got literally lots of things. And what I'm going to do now and there, again, nothing wrong with it, but I'm going to sell I'm going to package these up like. 10 items randomly in a box and I'm selling them for $200 a box. And next thing you know, they sell out and it's because it's, it's your listeners, it's your followers. It's the people on Instagram who are like, yeah, I want one of your random boxes so I can resell that stuff. And usually it's presented as, Hey, I bought this huge pallet or I bought this truckload of stuff. I don't have time to listen to all this stuff. I know it's worth money though. Uh, so I'm going to make a little bit of money off it and I'm going to pass the profit off to you. And people love to be a part of that. And so, yeah, if, if, if I could easily go and buy a, 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 a truckload of something knowing that I, I could sell all of the truckload to other resellers 
that would be nice. You know what I mean? And, and which again, I, we're not, I'm not, we're not dissing that. No, I just want you guys to be aware that if you're watching this, it's like, okay, there's other sources of income. Yeah, and if you didn't have that, so that's the, the thing is if you didn't have that, it would probably not be a good idea because we often want to emulate and imitate what the, the influencers are doing. So if an influencer has, you know, 70,000 people on Instagram or 40,000 people on Instagram, and those people are all after what they're selling and they're all Poshmark sellers, they're all, you know, whatever it is, Mercari sellers or, or Depop sellers of a certain type of thing. And you're like, hey, I got all of these items and they would go great on Poshmark. Um, you can't expect that you could buy the truck and then offload it to people on Instagram unless you've built that following. And so just because they can do that and make money on it doesn't mean you can. And then that adds to, hey, look at this nice car I'm driving. Well, part of that is because they're making the money. They've earned that money. They've built that following. But you can't necessarily copy what they're doing unless you build that audience and are willing to put in the time marketing and then selling to your listeners. Correct. And followers. These individuals put in a lot of work to build their following. Right. And we'll talk about the sketchy part of that. But again, I don't see anything wrong in that. It's just. It needs to be packaged in a way where it's where it's transparent. And I, I know there's some great examples out there of some YouTube influencers that are, are transparent. Like, hey, this is how much I made on my YouTube. This is how much I made uh, in my reselling boxes. This is how much I actually made on eBay and Amazon. And that's great because then you understand and you see, OK, obviously them going to the thrift store every once in a while isn't cutting it. They're, they have all these other sources of income. So. So just just be aware that, um, you know, there's been other people that have been that have made videos about that. And it, it's been in a very negative way, like, hey, they're only resellers because they sell to their followers. Again, we're not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Just be aware as to how they're able to do what they do. Now, this other one, again, this is not a bad thing because I am one of these people. <laughs> Some of these reselling influencers are highly leveraged. OK, and what I mean is this. So, for example, during Q4, I go into debt over 100K easy, pretty much every year. I think last year was the first time I went into 80K of debt uh, for Amazon, right? There are other resellers that, that sell shoes that go a million dollars in debt, okay, selling Nike shoes. And some have a recurring balance on their credit card every single month, right? So they may not share how much they're leveraged as far as like they have all this inventory and they may not say, hey, all this inventory cost me, you know, a loan from the bank of $5,000 to pick this up. Right. But there are some great influencers out there that do. They, they tell you, hey, there was this huge haul. It was $20,000. I went to the bank. I got, you know, a line of credit and I went and I purchased this and I had to sell some of this quick to pay back this balance. And now everything else I'm making after this is profit like that. That's the way it should be done. But you have to understand a lot of individuals are leveraged. I mean, even myself right now, I'm highly leveraged going into Q4. I'm in the red and hoping to be in the black. So don't try to. I also would say you got to be careful because I, I, I have no problem being in the red because I've done this for several years. And, you know, I, I figured out how to leverage myself and be able to make that money back. And come January, like I'm in I'm in the, I'm in the black. I'm doing well. Things are good. But. It's not as easy as just like, hey, I'm going to go buy a, a whole store. Like it takes a good amount of capital to do that. Yeah. And and again, that's something we wouldn't suggest doing unless unless you have the knowledge and the understanding. Right. The hard part, too, is not all influencers might tell you like, hey, I went out and got this loan, uh, but I don't necessarily recommend going and getting out a loan unless you know for sure. Right. Because there are going to be people who find a deal 
and they think they've got a good bargain and they do that. They might even like put their house up or put their car up or, or go get a you know big line of credit, go to the bank. And it was a bad purchase. And now reselling has ruined them. Right. So you've got to be careful. You've got to know what you're doing and, and only time and experience will get you to a place. So if you are new to reselling and you're like, Oh man, this is, this is the way the resellers do it. I've got to go get out a, a, a bank loan. Well, maybe figure out reselling for a little while before you copy what those people who've been doing it for decades are doing. Oh, it, it could be scary. I mean, I, I never would recommend. I even myself, I look back at that Toys R Us haul. Like I leveraged myself a lot and I can't held a lot of debt for a long time. Would I do it again? Probably. But it was scary. So be aware of that. All right. Now, there is something that you don't have to be leveraged about, and that is buying bubble wrap. Or maybe you do. Maybe you want to leverage and buy like five rules and knowing that the profits are going to come in and that bubble wrap is going to be there for you. So AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Uh, it's a great company. Uh, they're always willing to work with you. We had some uh, problems where people were making multiple purchases and times and uh, the coupon code wasn't working. If, if there's ever an issue, just let, just hit me up in the DMs. I'll get a hold of American Bubble Boy or you can even contact American Bubble Boy. We're always trying to resolve it. So AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Q4 is around the corner. It's a great time to buy bubble wrap. They have a lot of great option prices and you can use our promo code PureSoPodcast, all lowercase, and it'll definitely get you that great item in a day, two days, or you can even do local pickup. Yeah, and I think that's all, all lowercase, all one word. We also have a link in the description. I think that one still works too. Uh, but the American Bubble Boy is a product we believe in. I'm going to go a little bit out of order here because we're going to talk about some of the sketchy things that that some of these influencers do the kind of the dark side of the uh of the reselling influencers and one of the things that a lot of them do like we we have sponsored or have talked about a lot of products we talk about skull shaver we talk about american bubble boy um there are if it's products, a direct sponsor that we do yep we believe in it like we've used the product we believe in it we have had multiple i can't tell you like our email box is literally just full of people trying to reach out to us and like, hey, like we want to partner with this. We want to, and we've had to turn a lot of people down because it's like, nope, this seems sketchy to us. Nope, we don't believe in this product. We don't think our listeners will actually benefit from this. We think this product is going to cost our, our listeners money and it's not actually going to provide them value. And we, and, and not saying like we're perfect. I mean, as human beings, we make mistakes. But one thing we're committed to at Pierce Podcast is we are not going to sell out what we do and our, our passion, which is trying to help people have better lives, right? Like we want people who resell to have better time reselling. And we're not going to sell that out in order to make a quick 500 bucks or a thousand bucks for a sponsorship of something that we don't believe in. But the problem is a lot of money in, in the influencing sphere comes from affiliate links. It comes from sponsorships. And a lot of these things are things that people don't really believe in. They don't work. They're not that great because we could easily make a YouTube video about like, here's this new product or here's this printer or here's this thing. And look at how great it is and buy it, buy in the description below. And every person who buys off our Amazon link, like we're going to get a cut from. And if we were a huge influencer, like we're not big enough, like we might get 10 sales, right? We're not going to ruin our reputation over that. It's ridiculous. But if you're a huge influencer and you're like, I could sell thousands of these thousands of these things by one video and I'm going to make $5 per one that sells. Hey, I'm making this video, right? But then the problem is you're selling products to your, your fan base, to people who, who believe in what you're, you're saying and doing. And that's not to say everybody who has affiliate links is selling garbage. A lot of it is great stuff. We've definitely promoted we, things. We use affiliate links too. Yeah, we use affiliate. Like yeah. We have things that's like, hey, this light box, we love it. It works great for us. But there are some people who literally their entire 
shtick is selling things that they don't believe in. They don't actually believe in. And it's just, I want to make some money. And you've got to be careful and, and you've got to use discernment. You got to look at these people and say, you know, is this legitimate? Is this real? And you can kind of get like a feel for it. Like if you look up reviews on products and if all the reviews kind of come from like the same groups of people and versus the like the person that's in their house on their own, they're like, yeah, I've used this thing and it stinks. It never works. And another person you look on Amazon, it's like this never. And then you get that one YouTube influencer and you look through their YouTube list and like every video is product reviews and it's all great. Buy this thing, buy this thing. You might get an idea that this person is just trying to sell stuff and they're not actually concerned about getting their their listeners or their 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 viewers the best products. You you got to be super careful. I I can't tell you how many times I mean we've lost brand deals because it's been my fault. Like I'll say something, hey, you could get this item, but you could actually get this, you know, private label for half off. Right? And so that company obviously they're not going to reach out to us because I just had told you know, some people on Instagram that, hey, there's this item, but there's another item that's half price that isn't even a brand. You can get the same quality. And we do that all the time because, again, we're not here to to exploit anybody. We're, we're I want to buy what the best deal is and I want to share that with all of you. And so you you need to be careful because I'm telling you, there are just, I, I can go down the list. And many of you know, and maybe you're going to comment below, like there's there have been people that have shared certain items and you signed up and you paid 30, 40, $50 for something monthly. And then it just, it was trash. Yeah. And so I would, I would highly question even following those individuals. And it's same with us. Yeah. Call us out. Like I'm good with it because I believe in what we're selling. Yeah. And, and again, not everything works. Like we've, we've talked about things we've had before, right? Like Vindu, right? Like th these are, these are programs that we are very clear on. They work for some people. They don't work for everybody. Like you've got to figure out, is this a, is this a program that, that would work for you? Here are the benefits of it. And if it would work for you, great. You can sign up using our affiliate link, but it's not going to work for everybody. And so again, some people do push certain things like this is the one size fits all. It's going to fix everything. And you got to be really careful. And that's that. why Vendu, one of our products has been easy for us to push because I've used it. It's been great. It's been awesome. And a lot of you have even commented and said, hey, it's a great tool for us to use. And so we have no problem continuing to say, hey, this is what we use. This is what we do because we believe that it's simple and it's and it's it's a great deal. So, anyways, not we're not trying to sponsor Vendu, but that was just one of our examples. We'll talk about Skull Shaver later on. <laughs> All right, man. I feel like I feel like this is like one of the most ironic episodes ever. We're like because well, we're talking about ourselves. I, yeah. I said that from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that that's the thing is like there is the sketchy side of this, and then there's the legitimate side. And part of it is we just got to learn the difference, right? Like. There are there are resellers who have and I'm a big believer like Orlando and I have gone back and forth of like should we have some kind of like paid program or something and I'm a big believer that if 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 somebody has something valuable to teach like I paid for my education I think a lot of my education that I paid for I could have got for free but the our society doesn't think that and they think you have to go to college but there are a lot of things that's like hey if I wanted to learn how to do cinema cinematography right I love doing videography and stuff I can learn all the stuff I need to learn by watching thousands of hours of YouTube videos and going out there and practicing. Or I could hire like a coach, somebody who's like a cinematographer and like mm -hmm. work with them for like two weeks or apprentice under them for a couple of weeks. And I'm going to learn what I would learn in thousands of hours of, of trying to figure out on my own. Right. So there is definitely something to be said for, hey, there there's somebody who knows what they're doing and they can help speed this process up. And if I take their course or if I if, if they do a mentorship program, there's nothing wrong with that. But there are some resellers 
their entire goal is nothing but to sell courses and they might not actually even know what they're doing or they weren't even resellers to begin with right like that was their thing like i'm trying to find a certain niche mm -hmm. that i can use i think reselling is going to be the easiest niche. it it could be anything right like and that's the thing is like it could be like ooh, people like selling items so look i could do this like i can learn i could take it i could watch a couple youtube videos about private label and then i can make a private label course i could do it one time on my own whether or not it makes money just so i know the process and i can sell courses and I'm going to make $100,000 this year selling courses on private label, even though I just learned about private label two weeks ago. You yeah. know, and, and there are resellers who that's what they do. Their entire goal is that. And, and it's tough because, you know, they then they do things like, hey, if you get two people to sign up under me, um, you know, I'll give you 20% of their fees. They're oh, signing fees. The MLM starts. Right. And, and that's kind of what it almost becomes. And so then you end up getting good reviews. Like, hey, I took this program. It was really good. Like, you should take it too. And people are, are, you know, you're getting false reviews. And so you just got to be really careful. I would say if it's a person like you would be willing to like, I want to like actually, I'd be willing to like sit down and have a coffee with you. I'd be willing to like to 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 work for you. You know, like I would like to learn the things you know, as opposed to just, hey, there's this guy on YouTube. I saw this advertisement and he had a Lambo and he said that he could teach me how to make money staying on my couch. And look, he's on the beach drinking drinks and he's got, you know, all these beautiful people around him. And he says he doesn't even have to do any work. It's all set up and it's it's residual income. Those are the things that, you know, unfortunately, people fall into all the time. And that's an extreme example, but it it does happen. Now, I will say something that's controversial. You know, I I've heard Mike's like, oh, no, what's he going to say? I've heard people get after resellers that sell, for example, a 30 minute phone call for $150. And there was a point in time where I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty jacked, like 150 bucks. But then I started thinking about that. That's what my time's worth. That That's not only what your time's worth, but you're not just paying for that 30 minutes. You're paying for example, if I were to do the 30 minute phone call, you're paying for my 10 years of reselling experience. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I bring to the table. Right. Not only. Yeah. Will I end up, you know, if I spend that 30 minutes with you, that's $150 I could be making doing reselling. But you're also paying for all those years of experience that I compacted into a simple conversation with you that would make you and save you thousands of dollars. Right. So I don't have a problem with that. The problem that we're, we're having here with YouTube influencers, especially on the reselling side, is. Hey, I never knew anything about reselling. I was trying to find a niche that I can make some YouTube videos and they start, they start reselling, right? They, they, they figure it out after a month or two, you know, they put in the hustle, they put in the work and after a month or two, they begin to sell the courses and they begin to sell it heavy. And it's like, then they start showing how much money they made over the year, but they don't talk about the fact that all that money they made wasn't from reselling it's from the mentorships it's from the courses and so on you find this everywhere you find it from the lambo guides you find it from crypto people you find it from airbnb people you find it from you know private label shopify you find it from all different groups but it it also happens in the reselling world where people had been reselling for two months they figured it out and now they're coaches and they're mentors but the reality is they actually have they've been so out of what they're the reselling that they're talking about that their information is outdated. They're not current. They don't know what they're doing. So you got to be careful. And the thing is, they they don't really care about being long term anyways, because they'll move on to the next thing. And, you know, they oh, yeah, there's up, a lot of that. They cleaned up and then they move on, you know. Yeah, true, true, true. All right. So actually, yeah, that's actually our last point in the section here. This whole idea that many resellers stop reselling. And 
the only times you know they actually only post reselling stuff because they need to continue the youtube views yeah they need content they need content they, yeah. they, they that's their main source of revenue yeah there there are there, there have been days where it's like okay I, we we need to make you know i need to make a youtube video i didn't want to go garage selling this weekend but it's my week to put up a garage sale video or some kind of video on saturday so you know what i'm gonna drag myself out of bed and i'm gonna go sourcing and hopefully it's a good day and i make money and, and I, I mean like i said if we're lucky, we make like five to fifteen dollars on a video a lot of times. So it's not like, hey, I'm gonna make a ton of money, but like we're committed to making content, you know, and we've we're committed to to teaching people and 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 you know, showing stuff. But there are people who it's like they don't resell for you know all week, but then they go out for a day and they go do a bunch of sourcing trips and they make get enough video to make content for the next several weeks. And of you content. only get the highlights. Yep. Right. And that's we're gonna talk about that good later on. But the the whole purpose in out there sourcing is not to make the revenue from the reselling, it's to make the revenue from the YouTube video, which again, I'm not opposed to as long as there's transparency in what's being talked about. So all right. So hey, before we move on, let's talk about social media. You can also find us on social media outside yeah. of YouTube. So Yeah. We're like, we're like we're like influencers, man. We got social media. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I again I said we're speaking generalities. We, we are it's not that we're guilty like in a bad way but we're talking about ourselves in some of this right like you mentioned like the garage so there's times i've on instagram gone sourcing at the thrift not that i needed any more inventory for crying out loud i have thousands right now but if i were to do an instagram right now of me sourcing at the store that shall not be named it would be more to help people out than it would be to help myself out. It, it wouldn't bring me anything because I already have a ton of inventory to list, right? So and, and we, we don't we don't make that kind of money off our social. So yeah, yeah, yeah okay, all right. So, but you can find us on social media uh, where we don't make that a lot of that money. You can, you know what? I'm not going to complain. If you guys want to help us get to the point where we can make thousands of dollars per video that we're making, if you want to subscribe to us on YouTube and you want to watch, like if you want to to follow us on Instagram and get us to a point of following where. But well, we could become those kinds of influencers. <laughs> oh We'd commit to being a, the good kind. Like we wouldn't go sketchy. <laughs> but I'm not going to complain. Like if I, I mean, if I get seventy thousand views per video, I'd be happy for sure. But uh, but yeah, definitely follow us on all the social media platforms. We're Pierre Russell Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, on uh, TikTok. TikTok, and then we're Pierre Russell Cast on Twitter and probably some other stuff. You can call us. Orlando can give us the phone number. 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You can also, also shoot us an email, purestofpodcast at gmail.com, purestofpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any business inquiries or sponsorships, you can also email us at purestofpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Let us, let us shill ourselves, please. All right. Uh, but if you've been listening to the podcast and you want to catch us on YouTube, make sure to come on over uh, and just hit that subscribe, smash that like button for this episode. Comment, 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 and also hit that bell notification. And always grateful for all the iTunes reviews. It really helps us out on the iTunes side. Uh, we continue to grow. Uh, we are the most rated reselling podcast, and I believe the number one uh, reselling podcast out there. Uh, and so I wanted to share a couple of these. Just you should make like a little uh, a little stinger for that, like number one Purisol podcast in, or the number one reselling podcast in the world, I, Mike and Orlando. I do Pure think Russell it's time podcast. for us to have a stinger on, on every episode. <laughs> I, I I thought to mention that to you, but uh, let's share. Let's see how many. Where are we at here on the reviews? On the reviews, we are at 514. So we've slowed down a little bit since our last one, uh, but they always help. Let's let's read a couple of the uh, the recent. We had one. Uh, let's read the last two. So. Why is it only showing me one? 
Did they stop showing all of them? Oh no, I'm sad. Okay, because we used to we used to be able to see all of them. Oh, there we go. There's anyways. This is from legally underscore thrifted on eBay. Smiley face. It's a good name. Nice. I like that. Said appreciation review. This is great. Said I've been following you guys on Instagram for about two years now, but only just started listening to your podcast. I wish I had started earlier. I gotta tell you, that's the case. Like we have, you know, a lot. Of, if everybody from Instagram listened, our podcast would be up there. If everybody uh, who listened was on Instagram, our Instagram would be up there. It's interesting. I love how real and relatable the two of you are. It's so encouraging to hear that resellers many years experience are feeling the same things and dealing with some of the same frustrations that I am. It's also helpful to hear that I am not the only one dealing with certain issues and even more helpful to hear how you handle them. You recently recommended another podcast and I just want to say that I listened to a few episodes but did not find that show nearly as relatable. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's a compliment too though right yeah. so I appreciate that uh, thank you so much for all your hard work and for sharing your wealth of knowledge and experience well thank you legally underscore thrifted that is much appreciated alright and uh, I think do we read this from Dy- Dynamic Duo let's read this D- Dynamic Duo always enjoy my Thursday commute with the latest peers of podcast my companion always learn something new from these gents Thank you for keeping it real, for validating some of my ideas, and mostly for pushing me over some speed bumps. Christine. Well, Christine, so grateful to be able to just help you just... I hate speed bumps. Yeah, I, I like that. They should uh, be eliminated. I, I don't think she was talking about legitimate on-the-road speed bumps. I think that was like speed bumps. I was taking it literally. But that's what I mean. Like, I love that because uh started talking about the commute and then like speed... But like, like there was no mixed metaphors. There. That was like well-written. Good job. I like that. That was... So a, says the English teacher. So... All right, and I think that I think that's our, uh, you know, our pushing of all our social media. Now let's get to what everybody's waiting for. Come on, hustlers! It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. All right, our first one comes from Angela IG handle at the short stack seller. Nice. Uh, it's a repeat hustle of the week. So, um, ditched her plans for the day to pick up an item that a lady was selling for fifteen dollars due to her moving. Uh, there was uh, had it in death pile for a little bit and was trying to time the market listed once she was one, uh, was the only one selling it and was able to ask more. Plus it was still sealed listed on eBay, a lounge fly Disney parks, purple potion sequin mini backpack. I, I, I'm glad I nailed that entire uh, title there. Uh, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. You can have a doozy on the, on the other uh, hustle of the week. By sold the way. for six hundred and forty four dollars plus shipping holy smokes from fifteen dollars six forty four i and i i can't imagine what your other plans were but they probably weren't as nice as you know six hundred forty four dollars so and she has a lot going on she she's getting married and and maybe she had to ditch well, maybe, some, maybe not, that, not the wedding you know i mean <laughs> you're like I can't, i'm sorry i can't show up to the wedding because uh <laughs> You know, there's this this mini backpack, but no, um, that's a great. I mean, a lot of times that happens, right? Like you're you're doing something and then you see a yard sale, right? Or or you know, you were gonna go out to dinner and you're like, oh, hey, there's this thing on on offer up. Like I'm gonna we're gonna stop there first before. Like those things can turn into some of your biggest hauls. So and it's awesome how she timed the market too. Yeah, right. Waited until they all sold and she was the only one and it was new. And now her comp is the comp that people are looking to when they base their prices. So. Thank you, Angela, all the way from Hawaii. Hopefully I said that right. Hawaii. Yeah. So she'll correct me. <laughs> all right. And congrats on getting married here soon. All right. Hey, next is another repeat hustle week. Good friend of the podcast. I wanted to share this because it's a grill item. So this is Wayne. 
at Kway Shop on Instagram. By the way, Wayne knows reselling. I, I say that I push all the time. I, I want his Instagram to grow because he he does know what he's talking about. He goes, he does thrifting to retail arbitrage and here to online arbitrage. So he was on Poshmark and he found a Willis and Geiger parka. So Willis and Geiger is a company that is no longer in existence. It's been a while. It's been maybe 20 years or so. And their items are grill items. I've only found two Willis and Geiger pieces my entire 10 years of reselling. Uh, and they've both sold for great hundreds of dollars. And sometimes you can sell them for thousands, depending on what it is. So found the Willis and Geiger parka on Poshmark and bought it back in February 2020. He paid $36 for it on Poshmark. Eventually, he he got it. He listed on eBay and the right buyer showed up and he sold it for $275. So again, you don't sometimes you don't even have to go to thrift or garage sales or do retail arbitrage. You can find these items just sourcing other platforms or even eBay to eBay. I do that a lot. eBay to eBay. So nice work there, Wayne. Appreciate it. Congrats on the newborn too. Yeah. Growing family. That's awesome. Good job. Sounds good. All right, this is also yours. I put my name yeah, on there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just read the last little bit of it. I'm not going to be able to do this one. All right, so picked up. So this is Jose. He picked up, uh, so at the Resell Compass, picked up a couple of jerseys at Ross for $30 a piece and listed them on eBay. So sold a Las Vegas Raiders Derek Carr Nike jersey. I could do that one. $260. Listed high a Milwaukee Bucks Nike Stitch Giannis Antikonopa. Yeah, they are the recent NBA champions. So, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch, uh, I don't watch basketball. So, um, otherwise, I would probably not. So, sorry for butchering a name there. Uh, so, sold it on eBay and sold for three hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Thirty dollars a piece, man! Holy cow! Just goes to show you, you can find stuff anywhere. Ross, man, jeez. How many times have you gone to Ross? I don't know when's the last time, but sometimes you go to Ross and you're like, this is junk. And yeah. you just walk out. Like, there's no point in even looking through stuff. But man, a $260 jersey and a $350 jersey, some nice But work, even like Jose. we've talked about, so I, for every time Jose has been in a Ross and picked up stuff that he's made $10, $15, probably many, many times before you get this thing where you make this much. The hard part is, you know, you hear these stories. These are what's shared on Instagram because these are the hustles. These are the things that's like make it worthwhile. Um, and the more you go, the more likely you're going to get these deals. But uh, again, like you said, a lot of people get the idea that I can go to Ross tomorrow and find these deals. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you will. And a lot of times you won't. Agreed. I, yeah, I <laughs> I can say I like the other day I sourced 20 stores and found zero retail arbitrage so yes that, that is reality all right my i'll share my hustle of the week so back in i don't know june or something uh if i remember at, at minute 59 i'll put the link up here uh, i had a huge haul I had a huge haul from another reseller uh my friend fernando and uh oh no did i forget something something's happening soon okay it's this sunday I thought you missed something important. I had a birthday party to go to that I was invited to. Uh, and so I'm just like now going, we're recording the podcast and it never went. That'd be horrible. That would be bad. So anyways. My good friend. <laughs> oh, I missed the party. So anyways, so we're still friends. So a lot of people, you know, had questions for me like, hey, you had this huge haul. Like, are you guys, are you guys going to be okay? Because, you know, I called them the other day. 
And I'm like, man, I'm, are you okay with me posting what I sold your stuff? You know? And he's like, yeah, man, there's no way I would be able to get that stuff into the U-Haul. So I picked up a lot of toys for Q4 from him. Stuff that he had sourced from stores and he just wasn't able to sell it last Q4. So there are these, one of the, one of these were these Spider-Man play sets and they were, I think $30 uh, at, I forget, it was like TJ Maxx or something. And, you know, he sold them to, I, I think I paid maybe five to $10 a piece when it's all said and done. I spent a lot of money and I bought a lot of stuff. So it's hard to average out everything I paid uh, for all the items there. So I paid a lot of, you know, I, I made, you know, I put myself in the deficit. Right. I dropped, I think it was maybe like a thousand dollars on everything. And I sold probably, I probably was already in the profit by last week, maybe, uh, maybe the week before. And so, you know, I had a thousand dollars of ongoing debt from everything that I paid and it didn't get paid off till last week. Again, talking about leveraging, but these, I knew that these toys were going to sell. So these Spider-Man play sets, right. Paid maybe five, $10 a piece. And I sold them for a little bit less than the market just because I wanted to move them. And so I paid five to ten dollars and I sold one for a hundred and twenty-five or hundred and thirty dollars. And I sold the most recent one for $165 plus ship. The individual paid $80 to get a ship to Canada. Here's what's scary about this. This wasn't something that I shared before on the previous podcast that I had sold on eBay and whatever something happened with the eBay forum and it went to customs in LA and it got kicked back to me. And then I had to go through UPS via pirate ship and it arrived the day of his kid's birthday. A day later would have been a tragic birthday. Day sooner would have been easy, but we had to keep it suspenseful. So made great profit again. Don't be scared to make deals with a reseller. Sometimes people think like, I would never buy from another reseller because, you know, they already know how much everything costs and, and probably going to be, you know, paying for a lot of stuff that I'm not going to make that much money on. No, like he couldn't take all this stuff on the U-Haul. He had to, he had to sell it and I've made great profit and I'm probably going to make a lot of profit coming this Q4 from all the toys that I bought at that point in time. So Spider-Man, uh, place it. Look for those discontinued toys that you can't get anywhere. There's a lot of money to be made. So that is my hustle of the week. Nice. All right. So my hustle, I talked about this a couple episodes ago um, about wanting to sell this. So in I have a YouTube video of, of finding strange things at a swap meet. And I picked up this like really creepy clown. See this here, Orlando? How creepy that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Pennywise. Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's a dark cadaver clown. It's 24 inches. It's like a mixture of like kind of like a, a plush with like um like porcelain head and hands and feet and it's really cool looking really creepy and i'm like this thing has to go around halloween and it wasn't selling I'm like maybe we should take i should take this item down and then relist it um and i didn't end up doing that and here's one of the, the reasons why this is my hustle so i bought this and i paid up for it i paid 80 dollars because i thought i could make like 200 bucks on it the problem was and the lady at the swap meet like she's a she's a seller like she's there every week she's got tons and tons of stuff and i feel like i kind of got manipulated because i'm looking at this thing and i'm trying to to bargain and she, she had somebody else there and they were both like trying to kept talking me up on the price you know how much that thing goes for uh we've had so many people like i'll keep it if, if i don't sell it for this price i'm just gonna keep it and like really like again good bargaining but she said so many people have looked at it i know what it's worth all this stuff and so I ended up paying up. I paid 80 bucks for it. And I'm like, I'm going to make like 200 bucks on this item or sell it for about $200. And I'm like, it's still worth it to me. 
I get home and I look at it and I'm looking at it more closely and I didn't notice when I was there, but one of the hands, one of the fingers was broken off. Of oh, so I'll feeling. show you. I'll show, and you couldn't tell, like, right? Like, so just looking at it because like, oh, yeah, the, no. the, the, the hands are covered. The evil face just captivates yeah. well, you. Well, and the hands are kind of covered by the, yeah. the, the cloth. But if you look like at the hand from the front, like that's one side. Um, you can't really yeah, there's, tell. There's a, there's a broken finger. But then finger. you see there's broken, right? So I'm like, oh, dang it, right? Like I, I got, I got Jip. Like she knew. She knew yeah, this thing was yeah, broken yeah. and didn't mention it. She was basically like, if you find it, you find it. If you don't, you know, you're going to pay up on it, you know? And that's kind of how I feel a little bit bummed. But I was like, you know what? I still think this is going to sell for good. I took good pictures. I showed the break. I showed how it looks where it's sitting. You can't even see the break unless you pick up the hand and move it. Like I explained it in the description, like there is a break, but when it's sitting on the shelf, you can't see it unless you pick the hand up and you move it and you look at it, but it, it's obvious there's a broken finger. And I got so many low balls, so many low balls, $70, $75. I've got some offers where I would have broken even, you know, $100, $110 inside. I'm like, well, I would break even, you know, at least I'd, I didn't waste my 80 bucks. Held out, held out, didn't relist it. It was going to, haven't relisted it. Sure enough, sold for over $150. Nice. And I'm like, all right, you know, I only made like, you know, probably 50, 60 bucks, maybe 50 after all the fees and shipping and all of that. But it's like, you know what? I took something that was, I could have sold it earlier. I could have taken the low offer. I could have broken even, but I was like, somebody, somebody's going to get it. They're going to know that they're getting a good discount. They're getting a $50 discount on something that nobody's ever going to see. It's a cool Halloween doc decoration. And I held out and I got a good price. I still made some money. And you know, that's reaffirming when you're like, you know what? I lost. I could have easily been like, oh, I guess I'm throwing this in the trash. Or I could have said, I'll sell it at a loss. I could have even sold it at the break-even point. I'd have been happy. But it's a hustle of the week because I knew. I knew the buyer was going to come along and I made some money. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I had kind of a similar story. I had a pair of Loa boots and I don't know if you saw it on Instagram, but I, I posted how I paid $20 for it. And I kept I kept having people like, if first time somebody offered 150 for it. And it sold. I was so excited. And then I got it out of my inventory and it was missing the hook. One of the shoelace hooks. And so they're like, yeah, please cancel. Somehow eBay ended up getting it relisted again. Got relisted, sold again. I'm like, sweet, $160 sale. Yep, it's the one's missing the hook. So finally, I removed that listing. I posted it up again and it sold $50. Now, I still made 20 bucks, right? Net profit. And it's the same story, right? Like I missed something, but... Things are still redeemable. Yeah. So definitely hustle of the week. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Angela, Wayne, and Jose for sharing your hustle of the week. If you have any hustle of the week, always feel free. I always love doing the phone calls. So if you want to give us a call and drop one, 619-738-1170. Always greatly appreciated. All right. Before we move on, let's talk about another product we believe in. Skull Shaper. Yeah. I uh, started going to the gym again. I have the gym at my home. I go pretty regularly to my own gym, but it's getting cold. And so... I've got to like drive to a gym with a heater because it's just it's awful. And um, the hard part is I'm, I have to wake up a little earlier. So I'm getting up at like 340 so that I can get to the gym and, you know, doing things like shaving and brushing your teeth in a gym bathroom. It's kind of gross. You know what I'm saying? So one of the nice things is I can remove one of those entire steps by while I'm driving to the gym in the morning. I pull out my skull shaver. And when I get to the gym, it's like I just like spent some good time in the bathroom, shaving my head, making it look nice and clean. And uh, it was just a couple of minutes in the car, like 90 seconds. My head is good to go. Skull Shaver is a great product. We love it. Um, and, you know, 
again, if you don't need it, if you don't need to shave your, your dome or if you don't, you know, you can use it on you know your arms, your legs, whatever you want to use it on. Uh, they have a bunch of other products yeah. too. But, uh, but if you, if you're the kind of person and, and we were completely honest, we've said this before, it does not get as close as a razor can get. If you are using a straight razor on your head, but it's pretty close. It's, it's close enough that you, you know, the difference if you feel your head and you're like, there's a little bit there. But I have had so many people ask me, like, how long have you been like shaving your head? Like, you ever nick yourself and all these things? I'm like, oh, I don't actually use a razor. They're like, really? Nobody else knows. Like, everybody thinks that I use a razor. So it's really good product. It's fast to use. It's easy. It's so durable. The battery lasts forever. And so we've got a promo code PURE. If you go to SkullShaver.com, whatever you throw in your car, they've got shaving cream. They've got balm. They've got all kinds of stuff. I use the balm shaving all the time. Shaving stuff for women, too. Yeah, great Plenty products. So promo code PEER, you'll get a good discount and it helps us out. Uh, let's them know that we sent you. So again, thank you for supporting us through that way. And uh, and you won't regret the product. And we've had a couple people actually like my my mom bought one for uh, her husband and he uses a razor on his head all the time and he wasn't a fan of it. But I would say nine out of 10 people that I've talked to that use have used it prefer it over a razor. So you know, is it going to be for everybody? Maybe not, but I think most people are going to, are going to prefer it for sure. Skullshaver.com. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about the good here. Now, before, before we do that, I did want to touch on real quick. You had mentioned the idea that sometimes, you know, I think this is, this is the obvious. So this is why I didn't bring it up, but the idea that you're just catching highlight reels, Mm. right? This is why I post stuff when I mess up on Instagram Cause I want people to know that, Hey, we're all human. Like we all mess up. I mean, I think I had one day where I think two of the posts were like one was something I, th- those boots I sourced that I shouldn't have sourced. And another one was I sent somebody the wrong size. Right now those videos do good on YouTube. I know a lot of people that do videos like I got banned on eBay or, you know, and, and it's true, but you got to understand most of the time you're catching highlight reels. You're not catching, you know, the haul that somebody had where they dropped a thousand and they're barely going to break even. Right. So, so understand that now let's talk about the good here though. So what you don't see also that they're not telling you is that a lot of people are great family people. Like they seem like they hustle all the time. This is all they do. I've had people comment like, Orlando, is there anything else you do besides recently? And it's like, yeah, like I, I honestly, Probably of my day, maybe now it's like maybe four or five hours once Q4 starts. Yes, then we're getting into the 12, 16 hour Amazon days. But I have a lot of spare time. I have a lot of free time that I spend with my family. And and so there is a positive side of what you tell YouTube influencers don't tell you. And I think Mike and I, I hope we do a good job of sharing that. Like we don't just resell. There's a whole lot of other things we do. But you know, I, getting to know a lot of these resellers, like they have awesome lives with their families. I've actually gone and stayed with some of them. I've gotten to, to, you know, um, I, I had mentioned that some individuals like have me over for dinner or I've met them at eBay open and then we connected. And sometimes I travel out of state and I stay at these people's houses and yeah, they, there's a lot that you don't see. And so don't think that it's just all hustle. There's also a lot of family quality time that they spend during, you know, along with recently that they don't put on YouTube. So. All right. Also, OK, uh, a lot of resellers are doing far better than they portray. I think this is one that uh, people don't talk about a lot, but there's some smaller YouTube channels 
that they're just sharing tips. So they're like, hey, this is how I clean shoes or or this is, you know, how I I do some retail arbitrage and they don't get a lot of views and, and they're not big influencers, but there are also big influencers that they're making a killing. You just don't know about it because like I've shared before, they're not comfortable throwing all the numbers because they don't want to be disingenuous and lead people down the wrong, wrong path. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of goes on the, like we're talking about the good side here, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, there are those who don't make a lot reselling and act like they do. And then there are some people who are just, like you said, putting out really good content. Um, and you would just never know, like they're, they're very humble. They're not going to brag and say like, yeah, you know, like I actually, you know, I'm, I'm pulling in like six figures or more every year doing this. Or like I've, I have this huge house and they don't actually want to show those things. Right. Like they're just, like you said, here's how to clean shoes. Here's a good yeah, way the to house ones throw me off. Cause I've been to some, I'm like, Whoa, this is a nice house. Yeah. And, and again, part of it too is like, you don't ever know somebody's backstory, right? Like the hard part is people can judge, like you can judge, like if I do like what you're doing, then I'm going to be where you're at. And it's not always that, that cut and dry. Like some people, I've got a lot of friends who, you know, their parents or their grandparents were wise with money or got lucky or they were in the right business at the right time. Or they bought a, like in the housing market, a couple of houses when it was really cheap when, you know, back in the sixties or seventies and, and you know, I've got friends, it's like they own their house outright in their early 30s and it was gifted to them, you know? And then there's people like me, it's like, well, I'm, I'm going to live in a fifth will to struggle to make ends meet so that hopefully I can do something like that for my, my, my kids, you know? And so you can't look at somebody and think like, you know exactly what's going on with them. And so that's why some people don't even show that stuff. They, they might be very successful in their business because they had a lot of help or because they've got other things going on or just because they don't want they don't want to put that out there. So the hard part is a lot of times that doesn't get the views. And so some of the best resellers out there, some of the best tips you can get are going to come from channels of people who've got 2000 subscribers, right? Or maybe they've got a ton of subscribers and they just don't brag about things and you can kind of pick that up about them. Uh, so you're never getting the whole picture. Like unless you get to know somebody, unless you actually live with somebody, right? Like I had, I remember like I, I, I had like my best friend in high school, and then we uh, we were roommates for a while and our relationship changed a little bit, you know, because like once you get to know somebody, you, you get to realize they're real goods and bads of their life. And so you oftentimes think, you know, somebody through Instagram, through YouTube. And that's part of the problem, too, is it's like you almost be, feel like I'm their friend. I'm, I'm their family. Um, but you don't know everything about them. And so uh, a lot of these people are, are great, amazing people. And, and you might not know that and you might think the like Orlando said like they're only hustling all the time but really they're they're spending a lot of time with family and they got a lot going on and so you just got to be careful on social media because you don't see everything so you got to be careful when you judge good or bad because there's a lot going on in people's yeah, lives there's some there's some that you know rub people the wrong way and they're like they're you know people have told me like and that YouTube guy he's a complete jerk and I've actually got to meet some of them or or they may meet that person they're like you know what I I kind of judging them, you know, like they, they're actually not that bad. They're actually a really good person. And sometimes I, <laughs> this happened that eBay open, like you thought a certain person was like really nice or really, you know, if, for example, you think they're really talkative and communicative and then you go and meet them and you're like, Oh, Hey, like that's kind of a jerk move or, yeah. Or on the other side, it's like, Hey, this person really values their, their, their private time. And so they put all their energy into YouTube and they don't have that same energy when they're out there amongst a group of people, you know? So, so be aware of that. Be, be, you know, be slow to judge. All right. And then the last one is 
there are a lot of resellers out there that won't be doing YouTube reselling too much longer because they're building other streams of income or they, this was, and we talked about this in our podcast about why resellers quit. They're, they're establishing a vehicle to get somewhere else. Right. And so, you know, I always want people to understand that, like, and I, I, I don't know why we pushed this so hard on the last episode, but I really, I've gotten to know some resellers are like, Hey, listen, I'm doing real well reselling, but I don't want to do this when I'm 50 something. I don't want to do this in my sixties. Like there, there has to come a point where I got to build other streams of income and maybe I can resell when I'm older. Uh, but right now, like I'm doing really well, I don't know, you know, in real estate, I'm doing really well in crypto. I'm doing really well in stocks or I'm doing really well. I opened this restaurant that I was passionate about. And as a result of all this eBay money, I was able to open this restaurant. Now, some YouTubers share that other YouTubers don't, you know, one of the greatest examples was scavenger life. Like they documented they're not, they, they're a YouTuber, but more on the podcast side. And they had, you know, built their eBay business to a certain point where they started investing in Airbnb. And now they have a coffee shop. Right. And so that's what they're doing. But there's others that have been doing the same thing. They just don't publicize it. And so this entire time you're like, wow, all they're showing is videos about, you know, what I sourced and how I did, but they're not throwing numbers. And it's maybe because that whole side is creating another business that you, you don't know about. So again, you, you only know what you're given, right? So you got to work on that. No, it's good. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's sad because a lot of it was the negative end, but I, I wanted to but, end on a good note. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I think we would, we would actually grow really fast. I think if we were to do, um, this reseller is a scam artist, this, and we were calling people out like those get hits. Um, and so we, we try to be careful with that kind of stuff because we think our listeners are wise and can, they know who we're talking about. Like they know who these people are. We don't have to call them out. But um, if you guys have suggestions, if you see something that's like really, really bad in the community, like, hey, this this thing or this thing going on is really hurting people. Like we've talked about like, you know, things going on with like the card market and stuff like that. Like we will do like more specific videos. So if you've got ideas in the comments below, let us know uh, maybe a, a trend in the reselling community or specifically something. Uh, we do want to be careful not to, to become like a bashing channel to bash people. But, you know, if if it if the shoe fits right, like we might uh, we might call some people out. So, um, you know, we want to be careful. That's not who we are. We're not just trying to grow by, you know, because we're not per we may get called out. Yeah. So just never know. That's it. So with that being said, as always, make sure to keep it real, relevant and reselling. Late. Peace.